Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm having a resurgence of a video game that I loved, Mario Kart. That game ages really well. Good good college drinking game out of Mario Kart. Don't drink and drive. You got to finish a beer by the end of the race, but you, you can't be driving while you're drinking. Oh, that's healthy. That's instructive. That's good. He was an alcoholic when he was 17 years old. Said he just couldn't stop. Goldsmith, two for three. First time I ever threw up from booze, I had 19 Miller High Lifes playing that Mario Kart drinking game. And you were still were not as drunk as Travis Kelsey. Dude, he tried to kiss Nick Wright. I mean, Danny did too last week. Yeah, you giant clown. That's true. That'll happen. Yeah, but his nose got in the way. Jesus Christ. I mean, that bit, that, that's too far. Do you ever notice he's the only who can smoke a cigarette in the rain with his hands tied behind his back? That noise is uh, like natural canopy. They had a team dinner out at one of the bars. So he's like fall down drunk at the parade at 1.30 in the afternoon. And a solid surprise. That fear in their eyes. They were... Took that glass of champagne, Pat. Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. And then by seven or eight, you know, go home, sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Then go out to a team dinner. Wow, that's impressive. You know, if I, if I was ever as drunk as him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd still be throwing up. But, but there he was, just getting some burnouts. Shotgun snap to Mahomes, drops back, left tackle ball, goes to Kelsey, 30, runs far side, 25, 20. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. When I t- and I toasted you, honey, we do what I never. What? One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thanks for hanging out and letting us send you into your weekend. It is the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Right here on the score. I can't believe that Chris Getz missed out on Whit Merrifield, man. He went to the Phillies. Eight million. That's Damn a royal. It. It's a royal. The hell, man? What are you doing? People hire people they know. Yeah. Well, he didn't hire Whit. He didn't. So Whit goes away. So he'll probably get three twenty this year. Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. I don't like our team. <laughs> no. Not, not alone, sir. What? 
is there to like? Not alone. No traction or movement on the big free agents out there following along with all the baseball. Yeah, I know. Texter's like, hey, talk baseball, guys. What baseball? <laughs> Nothing is happening. We've been doing a ton of White Sox stadium stuff. Mm-hmm. There's did no- some Tim Anderson. Did some Tim? Yeah, we led the show with Tim Anderson. I mean, there's just there's not much out there right now. There there's, isn't. You know, when you talk about Shota Imanaga's bullpen sessions, you know, I'm. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> come on, I, I, man. I don't know about it. what I, Justin Steele I, thinks about Shota's fastball. I don't know. Kyle about Hendricks all that. in a good mood. That in a good mood. Yeah, you want to talk about them being in a good mood? Uh, hey, okay, man. all right, fine, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I suppose I, it is. I got to do. All right. I suppose it's that time of year. Because <laughs> um, listen, the thing that I, I am obviously very invested in this Bears quarterback conversation. The expectations for what, assuming it is Caleb Williams, what Caleb Williams would be, is interesting to me. I have seen the Bears civil war that is going on on the internet of Bears fans arguing. I've seen quite a few people. On the anti-Caleb side, make some version of, you guys are doing all of this for Kyler Murray. There's a lot of this, Caleb is just Kyler, that that's the comp. Stop making the Mahomes comp, you should be making the Kyler comp. Kyler Murray played for Lincoln Riley. Yes. In that system, and then came to the NFL uh, as the number one overall pick. On uh, the jewel of that particular draft. Kyler Murray is good. Kyler Murray's <laughs> first few years. Kyler Murray's good. Were really good. First few years were really good. And here's the difference. Caleb's bigger. We don't know what he's going to measure in at. But Kyler Murray was the number one pick at 5'9". And has had a tremendous amount of success in the NFL. It has not all been consistent, and he did suffer an injury, but he's 5'9. He got a massive second contract because he was good. Caleb is listed as four inches taller than him. I don't think he's four inches taller than him, but he's probably two and a half or three inches taller than him. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Kyler Murray, I, I, I know I've seen 5'9, I've also seen 5'10 as a listed height on pro football reference, he looks like he's 5'8", Kyler Murray, and he plays like he's 5'6", frankly. Yeah. yeah. He like he plays squat and small Ca- to the ground. And, and Caleb has highlights of running people over and lowering his shoulder. He's, he's, he's a pretty strong dude. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of us, oh, most similar prospect to Mahomes since Mahomes, right? That's what Daniel Jeremiah said. It's people that scout and do all the all 22 and all of this stuff. So it, mm. I get why that's out there. But like, let's be clear. If Caleb Williams is Justin Herbert, I'd sign on the dotted line right now. So Kyler Murray's <laughs> first three years, they were 5-10-1 with him as a rookie. He was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Second year, um, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. He threw for 3,900 yards with 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Yeah. Went to the Pro Bowl, 67% completion rate. His third year, they were 9-5, and five, went to the Pro Bowl again, 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. A passer rating of 100 the, 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 for, the, for, the, for the season. The issue with Kyler Murray um, that was and, and has been – 
His preparation, his commitment, whether he gives a crap or not. They had to write stuff into the second contract about making sure he actually did his homework. You know, and, and that's that stuff would scare the, the hell out of me. If, if we learned anything like that about Caleb, that would scare the hell out of me. Absolutely, of course. But, but then it's also been injury. You know, I mean, last year, eight games, year before, 11 games, played 16 both of his first two years in the NFL, then it was 14 his third year. But he won Rookie of the Year. He's been to the Pro Bowl twice. He has, um, you know, he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. His career high is 12 as a rookie. Did it again his second year. Has been single-digit interceptions every year since, again, not playing full seasons uh, the last two years. But, like, Kyler Murray is not great, but he is not bad. I'm hoping that, Caleb Williams is significantly better than him. But, Ky- but Kyler Murray got a second contract, is not a failure, and Caleb is bigger than Kyler Murray. I don't think Kyler Murray right now is good or anything I'd want in the NFL. He's, uh, to me, he's not. Uh, right now, he is not. And I don't know whether that is uh, whether to attribute all of that to the, the, the decaying infrastructure um, with the Cardinals or his injuries. I mean, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the league last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. And certainly his injuries, but also his commitment level, uh, as I mentioned. And his, right. It, 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 that's all there. But the first three years, the first three years, and then he got paid, um, it, the first three years were, were good. And I and, and I, so and I I'll, and I'll give you that, but not these last two. I fine. I, I I guess I'm talking about like talent. He is a good football player. Justin Herbert is a good football player. I think Justin Herbert's a great football player, actually. But I think a lot of people will say, "Well, how many Super Bowls has he won?" The, it is. The, you're not going to just erase everything with these guys, but Justin Herbert is undeniably great. They haven't won around him. He was good. He was so good at football that Jim Harbaugh chose to go there. So I've just I've seen some like, oh, he has to be Mahomes in order to justify the pick. I don't think that's true at all. He has to be good enough to be the unquestioned second contract quarterback for a decade. You can win because of type of player. And that could be. I mean, I hope he's better than Kyler Murray. I think he will be better than Kyler Murray, and he profiles out to be better than Kyler Murray. But I think he'll be better than Dak Prescott. That's Josh Allen. That's Justin Herbert. That's Joe Burrow. That's Lamar Jackson. That's that's a lot of guys that are not Patrick Mahomes. To, to me, it, it, it comes down to, is he a better pocket quarterback prospect now than Justin Fields is now? And that answer is an overwhelming yes from the people that break down quarterback tape and analyze quarterbacks. Like, like this, that what Caleb can do in the pocket yeah. in terms of seeing it, going through progressions, the stuff that you need to do that, 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 that the best quarterbacks all have in their back pocket, Justin is still trying to develop that after three years in the NFL. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, if Caleb has that tool at a higher level, and then you add the resetting of the contract and everything like that. It's, it, it, it's, it ends up being a no-brainer if that's true. I agree. I, I, just, I was kind of blown away at how negative people were on the idea of Kyler. I mean, Kyler would be the best Bears quarterback ever, for sure. Uh, he's been better than Justin has been, for sure. And Caleb is bigger than Kyler, for sure. And Kyler was still the number one overall pick and has been good in the NFL when healthy. So I just I, I don't look at that as as big of an insult I guess as as other people do and while also saying if Caleb Williams was 
Kyler Murray, I'd be disappointed. I think he's going to be better than him, but it's not like Kyler Murray is some bust. I wonder if um, if if some of the and we'd love to hear from you some of the the anti Caleb uh, people. If Caleb ends up being Dak Prescott, is that a disappointment? You know, like, if, it, if he was what Dak Prescott was this year, no. If he was what Dak Prescott was his first few years as a starter, yes. Because Dak was 23 touchdowns, six picks, mm-hmm. super conservative, had a bunch of talent around him. You know, I just I don't I don't think that that is I think Caleb's got to be more of a playmaker than early Dak was. See, I, I, I get that. I get that. I think there's a very high line that gets drawn. We're like, well, you got to move on from that guy, you know, which is just kind of a crazy way to do it in terms of quarterback evaluation. Like Cowboys, you know, thinking about, well, do we have to move on from Dak or, or things like that? That's such a very, very high bar. And... You know, it, it, Kyler was Kyler was good for a few years, but y- you're going to have trouble with this conversation when you take into account the whole five year arc so far for that, Kyler. That's fine because it's gotten I, I, bad. Yeah, I I still think that Kyler's very talented, and as they build that team around him, he will be very good, and he's proven more in the NFL so far than Justin Fields has. So, um, but again, yes, he needs to be better than Kyler Murray. Clear period full stop all of that it was just interesting to me that that was used as some sort of huge knock on him as if Kyler hasn't had very impressive stretches uh in the NFL at a very very young age also but Daniil Hunter has been a guy that we've talked about a lot and I thought that Brad Biggs who's always a must listen when he's on with Mullion Hall and it was uh Gabe in for him talked about why that idea didn't really register for him they've got to get better rushing the passer even with a half season of Montez Sweat their total numbers were near the, some of these uh, pass rush metrics. They're, as a defense, as a unit, they're near the bottom of the league. And um, that, that's got to continue to be addressed. You know, Hunter is an interesting guy. I don't know what the price tag's going to be for him, guys. He, he's he's going to be 30. And we've seen some of these guys do very well into their 30s. I mean, Khalil Mack is still playing at a pretty high level. You look at Hunter, um, the production has been at a high level for the last five seasons. The only year uh, you'd say, well, what happened there? He had six sacks in seven games and he had an injury. Okay, 16 and a half sacks this past season, 10 and a half the year before. I mean, are the Bears at the point with what they're doing, with what they're building and attempting to accomplish that you're going to go out and buy a 30-year-old pass rusher. I don't know. It, that, that's you know, like, where are you going right. with, with, with that guy? Because it, how old is he going to have to be for you to be at the point as a roster where you're, okay, now we're really rocking and rolling. Like, it, at that point, are you paying him – for past production and he's not the same guy. I would I would slow the roll a little bit on Daniel Hunter and that's with an awful lot of respect for a guy who who's been really good. 87 and a half career sacks. Um he's he's dynamite, but um I you really got to think twice about paying a 30-year-old pass rusher when you have worked You've done some heavy lifting 
to get your cap situation where it is right now, to get things in order moving forward, I'd uh, I'd think twice about a about a thirty year old pass rusher at this point. Like if the Bears had gotten into the playoffs and won one game, you know, and you were feeling really good about the whole operation, yeah, maybe that's the point where you you make a move like that. They're they're coming off seven and ten. They're last in the division. They've got more work to do. I don't know. That's the point. You you buy the thirty year old edge rusher. Uh, I like it. I, I like it. This is why I favor the idea of getting that edge rusher in round one, or if you end up getting a two for Fields, uh, you know, somehow a young and cheap commodity uh, as an edge rusher, uh, because you ha- you have your veteran big money guy in sweat. They, I mean, they signed what the thirty year old pass rusher, or was he twenty eight or twenty nine in Gakwe last year? By by the time they signed him. Because they had virtually no one else at that point who was a legit pass rusher as an edge. That's not the case going into this year. To me, it all depends on how much he's getting paid. If it's a huge deal for, you know, putting him on like 30-year-old edge rusher, but if it's a one-year deal like in Gakwe, I have no problem with it. If it's a two-year deal, I have no problem with it. If it's some sort of, you know, Montez Sweat, which it wouldn't be, but if it's a four-year deal that you've, you're locked into it for three of the years mm-hmm. at eight figures, then I don't think that that makes as much sense uh, for, for the Bears. But it's real hard to be a productive rookie pass rusher in the NFL. You know, and so you – and if you are a great pass rushing prospect, you're not normally there as far – like, nine is not – that far down, you know, like Jared Verse or the guy from these guys have some questions for sure. Consistency in production, injury history, uh, and they they always have to learn more sophisticated moves. Often they come out with one move and they just they're the fast guy or they're the strongest guy, and it's it's a hard it's a hard position to be productive at as a rookie unless you're truly great and really sophisticated. And if you are great and sophisticated, you go number one overall, like Clowney. Or number one overall, like Garrett, or top five, like Khalil Mack. So it's um, it's such a premium position that if you're not, if you're a first round grade as an edge rusher, but you're not top five, mm-hmm. there's flaws in your game. For sure, for sure, it's just a matter of of spending on a on a veteran at that position when you're already spending on a veteran on the other side at that position. Yeah, but so I I thought I thought his I thought his analysis on that was great, honestly, and and worth hearing, and he's obviously super informed on it, mm-hmm. but. I, I wouldn't rule out Daniil Hunter. It just depends on what the contract is because I think he might actually be the – if they've decided they want to go offense with the ninth overall pick, either in a promise to the Caleb Williams camp to make him comfortable in that mm-hmm. conspiracy theory or just because that's where the higher graded players, like Neighbors and Adunze, seem safer than Verse or um, – the UCLA kid who I can't pronounce his name. Latu. Yeah. Uh, you know what or, I mean? Like, or Dallas Turner. Yeah. yeah Al- you know, they, so they seem a little safer mm-hmm. in that spot. So then paying for Ed Rusher, I, I, I guess I just wouldn't rule it out um, because you need to upgrade it significantly. Uh, letting you behind the curtain for a moment. Our other option for Poles position today that we had talked about was free agent edge rushers. So we'll do that next week. We'll do that early yeah. next week and make it one of the ones because it's obviously not just a Neil Hunter or bust. There's uh, probably some folks out there you could get for sure on that one-year deal. Yeah.
And or, if, or younger guys you could decide to try and pay on the come if, wait, you, if you're scouting well. And if they, like, if they grade it out and they say there isn't a good pass rusher for us at nine, there just isn't one in this draft, it's the only position really of need on defense. I know free safety, but they'll, they'll fill free safety. It's not a premium position. They could legitimately go into next year and say, with Sweat and Dexter and free agent edge rusher that we can count on, fill in the blank, and the linebacker core and secondary being what it is. All the corners and free agent, free safety, or draft pick, free safety. That it, 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 they could say, hey, we're one player away from being a great defense. That is when you pay. That's when they did the Khalil Mack trade. They had Mr. Trubisky on a rookie deal, and they made the acquisition for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that they're closer to being in that spot where you would pay the 30-year-old edge rusher if they think that Caleb is going to be special right away. Like, if they think he's going to be good right away and a top 12 quarterback in the NFL right away, then they are in the position to, to pay for that edge rusher. A fascinating spot with a local superstar and our guy Shane making a big life decision. Parkers and Spiegel on the score. Yeah, we got today... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.